Welcome to the KJV Bible for Basics podcast. I'm Janae. And I'm Kristen. If you don't know, KJV is the Kristen and Janae version of the Bible, where we give you what we're calling the real housewife version of the Bible and how we read it. Absolutely. And I must say so myself, it's the best version that I've ever heard. Totally biased, but I agree. (laughs) So this episode, we're going to talk about something that has been discussed largely in the Capital C Church. And it wasn't until we became adults and read it for ourselves that we realized maybe the church got this a little bit wrong. We're talking about Proverbs 31, which if you've been in any type of women's conference, church culture period, This has been preached and taught um, many different ways, but many of it has been to teach women how to be a wife. Mm -hmm. And what we realized is that's not all that's in this chapter. And there's so much more in there, so much more advice, so much more that needs to be talked about and discussed. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're just going to give you the real, real, the stuff that doesn't get talked about. We're not giving you, uh, this is the stuff that your pastor is not going to teach you, that any women's conference is not going to tell you, and we're going to give it to you here. So stay tuned and let's get started. Absolutely. So first, just on the basics, we're reading again, Proverbs 31. I want to point out that we are not starting at verse 10. We will talk about (laughs) the top portion too, because it is relevant. Because when you at that woman's conference, they forget that there's a verse one through nine at the top. Right. So we're going to talk that t- talk about that, too. But first, Janae, in just Janae terms. OK. Like what happens? The story, not what you sure. what you've gotten gotten from it or anything like that. Just in Janae terms, what is the story of Proverbs 31? So Proverbs 31, and you may have even seen this in somebody's bio on Instagram. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. I've said it. I'm guilty. Okay, sorry. Okay. (laughs) And it's not a bad thing to be a Proverbs 31 woman. But again, we want to tell you exactly what that is. So essentially what Proverbs 31 is, there's a woman who is a wife and she is the best wife. Hustling. The best mother. And she, and it goes into detail about essentially her day-to-day life, if you will, it's basically a vlog of a working woman, a wife, and mother. She, <laughs> yes. It is. Look, 2021, she not she not lying. She got her phone everywhere she goes. Right. And then she gets so popular that somebody then is carrying the phone for her. Right. You know, for, for her first, like, 12 episodes, she's just recording it herself. And then she gets so popular that she has someone to follow her and do it for her. Right. That's she's, real life. She's that vlogger that, like, after her second video gets 3.2 million views, and then she's just it after that. And she doesn't even do anything like crazy special but be her like she's just bad at existing right and so like she's probably funny and all of that too but it's not like she's like famous comes from a famous family or super super rich or any now we'll get into that shot got money but not like super super rich she just bad at existing so people watch her yeah her vlogs are probably on like how to diy clothes or how to refurbish (laughs) and you know turn turn a a a a thrift store fine into a refurbished hundred dollar facebook market facts all the 
while she fussing at her kids in the background. Right. I love it. Right. And then she got this husband and he fine and he's successful. So fine. Yes. They're definitely that couple on HGTV that's like, <laughs> oh, uh, he's he's a he's a hunter gatherer and I am, you know, uh, uh, I made <laughs> I make crafts on F on on Etsy and our budget is two point six million. Like, right. I make crafts on Etsy. However, I rake in more money than most of you with a nine to five. Right. Like, it's great. It's right. great. So she's the woman that everybody is like, yo, what are you doing and how can I learn from you? I want to be just like you when I grow up. Right. I still just want to be just like her when I grow up. Like, hence the reason I keep throwing Proverbs 31 in my bio, y'all. Facts. 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 My dream is to be a stay-at-home dog mom and literally Proverbs 31, she is that and then some. So. Uh, and then some. She stays at home and goes to work all at the same time. <laughs> So with that being said, one of my very first things that I want to talk about is anytime you hear Proverbs 31, anytime you hear, especially when you hear it at your famous Proverbs 31 Women's Conference, which is why Janae hates them. Correct. Yeah, we said it. She she is very in love with Jesus and hates a women's conference, y'all. Don't judge my best friend or I will fight you. (laughs) But... Every time we hear this, we have it coupled with the verse over in Ephesians about being a submissive wife. Right. So there's never been a time I've learned about Proverbs 31 where I wasn't fed that scripture as well. Mm -hmm. And so with that knowledge of of Proverbs 31 is supposed to be the embodiment of what Ephesians says is a submissive wife— where did the church go wrong and what misinformation did they give us when we hear those things? I think that we get the picture of a submissive wife and it means that she's meek, that she doesn't speak, that she does what she's told with no questions, that she lives this super humble and I mean humble in like like the poverty sense life. Mm. And that's not what this woman is. If we look at even the beginning of it, of the the entire chapter, we have to understand that this is a uh, this whole story is being told by a man, by a king telling his son, like, this is the type of woman that you want. And so this isn't if we think of a king in like the literal sense a monarchy is not going to give advice on how to get a woman who is any of those things. They don't want a particular woman that is like meek and doesn't know they want flat. They want beautiful. They want smart. They want like top quality is what I'm saying. And oftentimes when we hear the word submission or submissive wife or it's preached or teached, it's not coupled with those things. Yeah, that's so, so good. Every time I've ever been taught um, Proverbs 31, like growing up or before I really began to study it myself, I was always, like you said, shown like this is how to be a wife. And it was like very housewifeish, very like stay at home mom kind right. of thing is how it was presented to me. Like the the man was just this big, powerful man and she was at home busy doing all the housework. And then I like read it and reread it and reread it. And I was like, that's not what's going on here that's not at all because even the first the chapter kicks off with telling men quote-unquote or telling us like what kind of man deserves this woman it talks about like a man shouldn't uh be he shouldn't drink wine or beer he should also always seek justice for the oppressed he should be looking out for those who are in poverty and remember like trouble he should be speaking up for those who have no voice that's what verse 8 says verse 9 says he should speak up uh, judge righteously and defend the cause of the oppressed and needy so we have we have this chapter that's supposed to be about a submissive wife but it starts off with what type of man deserves her 
there. I think it's so important that you point that out. That's that verses one through nine that we we told you we were not going to forget about. They're so important. She pointed out that it's talking about like it's instructions to a man on how he should live. And if you keep on reading and you get to the section about a noble wife, toward the end, it gives another command that men should praise their their wives. That means one part that I was never taught about Proverbs 31, this was not written toward a woman. Mm-hmm. This was a, a proverb, a poem, essentially, whose in, intended audience was men. Yeah. It wasn't for us. And so... Not that it doesn't change the value that we, or not that it changes the value that we as women can get out of it as to what kind of woman to be, but what it does mean is that we should remember that it's not an instruction manual to women on how to behave, rather an ode right. to praise women written to men, like written to men to to encourage them to praise and adorn their woman for their hard work, not an instruction manual to us. That's right. an important dis- like distinction that we need to remember when we're studying this. Right. And we know that it's written for a man because it, it speaks all in... Um quote unquote man terms men speak in position when they're talking to each other so that's why they ask things like you know what do you do for a living man or when they're meeting somebody yeah, yeah, new yeah. women we ask like what do you like to do what are your hobbies when we're trying to get to know another woman and literally it starts off with telling like the part about the woman talks about like she's a precious jewel men understand that because a jewel is status like a jewel is telling you mm. like ranking like positional things and it and literally the next thing is like uh, the verse 11 is the heart of her husband trusts in her and she will not lack anything good and so it's giving you a positional like where she falls in line with her husband and often it talks about how she falls in line with other women like her position with other women and talks about her being above and being the best and being she don't honorable. want all y'all hate right for no reason look as you're talking about how this is written toward a man all i can see is the next big proverbs 31 men, men's conference can you, <laughs> can you hear like the, yes. the audacity of the like that's what the men would say they would be like the audacity what do we got because it was written towards you bro right it wasn't written for me so y'all better go to this good proverbs 31 men's conference right and y'all was, better love it it was written so that a man could find like a wife find a good thing so he knows what type of characteristics exactly. what she looks like and then also like uh we how talked about her. yeah how to praise her and honor her and what that looks like and how other people see her it even talks about that as well so let's dive into this just a little bit more. So Kristen, I want to ask you what parts of Proverbs 31 resonates with you as a woman? Like, yeah, what, what parts of it resonates the most with you? So, so many things, so, so many things. Um, however, recently it wasn't even a particular verse that that's been resonating with me. Literally, I've studied this like 300 times. Mm -hmm. And um, as I've been rereading it here recently, what stood out to me more than a particular verse is the content of the verses. Mm -hmm. What I mean is that if you read this entire thing, remember, we have established that it was written toward men, but it doesn't mean that it's not a good a good thing to study out on how to behave as a wife. Right. It still is. So with that being said, most women think or assume or have been taught that your duties as a wife are to focus on your kids and your husband, correct? Right. Well, what I have learned as I'm studying this out, only four verses in this entire thing mm-hmm. talk about this woman's husband. Mm-hmm. And only one verse talk about him, her kids. 
right. only one verse talk about her kids. Uh, we have got it, gotten it twisted yeah. that our identity as wives and, our, and mothers are wrapped up in our children and our husbands, yeah. and that is not true. Because here's the thing. What if you are a woman who doesn't desire to be any of those things? It doesn't mean you're less of a woman. No, and it doesn't mean that this, this Proverbs 31 doesn't apply to how you should live right. your life. Or what if you're a woman who's a wife and never a mother? Right. All of these things have been taught that that you know as a as a a good wife like your children um uh, adore you and it says something about calling her blessed and and you know you're you're so good to your husband but it it just dawned on me as I'm studying that only five verses are about them and the rest are about her her purpose right. her hustle and her relationship with God and other people so it really stood out to me for the first time like yeah we've heard it just how important it is if you want to be this woman if you want to be that wife if you right. want to be that mother then you better focus on yourself yeah. like literally focus on your purpose yeah otherwise the other things will never come you'll never be that mother you'll never be that wife yeah one of my favorite misconceptions about proverbs 31 is really just the fact that like again we talked about the submissive wife and how we see that as being like domestic and at home and she's cleaning and cooking and taking care of the kids but really verse 16 17 18 19 20 talks about her being outside of the house like literally she's a boss she's in she's in the market selling um stuff that she's cracking she's over there like doing real estate (laughs) um transactions so really what i learned like looking at this for myself um especially recently is most likely because of the type of environment that they had when this was written the man was at home with the kids all day she was out by herself it didn't say her and the kids it didn't say her and even her girlfriends but it really says just her so she's out there buying things selling things getting groceries traveling doing all these things and her man is at home because period in this agricultural society he was probably some type of farmer some type of trade that required him to be at home he was a carpenter those aren't traveling things he was at home and guess who was home with him them daggone kids yeah because they were most likely like they were probably in the helping him with him right absolutely because he he was the farmer and it literally says this is another thing that that I've really really loved and been chewing on lately in verse 16 it says she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings she plants a vineyard so they're obviously an agricultural family they're planting vineyards but shawty bought that field with her own Etsy money okay like she didn't spend his money to buy that with that being said, Janae always points out to me that it was probably him who told her what land to buy. Yes. And so he tells her what land to buy. She buys it, which means that she's out doing the real estate deals, looking at the land with the realtor, uh, spending her own money to buy it, while he then, after they, they get the land farms it right and before you independent women start sending this to your family and friends talking about see i'm supposed to be independent because the bible says that false sit down you still must submit okay because (laughs) here's the thing in that same verse it's talking about evaluating a field and buying it but understand it's because it goes into line with the plan and vision that her husband gave her as a submissive wife they sat down and pillow talked and said you know this is the future we see for ourselves for our kids for our family for our generations and this is what we need in order to expand it so let's 
let's say that he is a, you know, I don't know what type of, he's a fruit farmer of some kind or something like that. And to expand his fruit business that she's in the market selling, he says, you know, we need X amount of space and we need this and we need it to hold this amount and we need it to be close so we can walk. And they made all these plans. She's the one who went out and looked at a couple different fields and said, this this is the one that will work. This field, field A is not going to work for us because of these reasons, but field B is going to work for us and our family for that those reasons. Absolutely. So she didn't go out and just bake a frivolous like purchase. It was thought out under the vision and submission of her husband. Mm-hmm. Like he had, God gave him the vision for their house and for their purpose. And she went in, like did the details and did the, the grunt work to make sure that it gets done in the best and most practical way. That's so good. Um, I had, I had realized when I was reading this, that because she had her own money, it's still we still see men as providers. They are still providers. And because she has her own money, we have to tear down the idea of men are only financial providers. It's something yeah. that you hear inside and outside of the church because even us independent women or that the whole independent women phase that's going on in culture, the the assumption that the minute that you get with somebody is that you can't be independent anymore. Yes. Like the, the men have to, to completely pay for everything and all of that, which I'm not opposed. Ladies, look, I'm telling you right now, you better pay for my first date, okay? <laughs> look, I'm, I'm like that. Pay for my first date. I don't care. Period. However, we have to tear down the notion that the only thing he's he's like giving provision for is money and so I had asked Janae what does that mean then what is it does it mean that this clearly shows that a submissive wife still has her own earnings right so what does it mean if her husband isn't solely the financial provider what then is a provider Mm. well I think especially in this instant he's empowering her to do these things so she so he is her emotional support because I'm sure there's days where she goes to market to go sell the fruit that he you know labored over harvested and all that stuff and it doesn't sell well or she doesn't get or she's expecting like you know I want to sell this much of our product or you know the clothes that I made and it doesn't sell through and she goes home and she's discouraged and he's the one that's like no we can do this how about let's try this next time next time for harvest season we're gonna do this you know what I mean like we're gonna try this type of you know soil or whatever I'm no farmers I don't know the terms but (laughs) he's the one that's empowering her and I think that that is provision for her, that is him providing and then also him giving her the vision that God Absolutely. says because most likely or well, for sure, it's, it talks about her being a praying woman. And so she's hearing from God. The husband's hearing from God. And together they collectively come together and say, you know, this is what we feel like the direction God wants us to go, the vision that he has for us, etc. Let's go do it. Absolutely. I agree. I looked up what, you know, provision means and the the word pro, the prefix pro literally just means forward. And y'all y'all know what vision means, I hope. Like you can see something. And so to be a provider, to be someone who, who has provision or gives provision, you literally just have to be able to see the forward facing for your family. Right. And so what I learned more than anything by reading this is like, they are a whole team. Like they literally, they're <laughs> power a little, couple. They are a power couple. Like Janae was not even kidding when he out here doing all this and she got her, her pop and Etsy business and you see them and you hate on them. Like the way that I see it, because you know, my brain doesn't wrap around this ag- agriculture stuff very well. Right. I literally see it, see it as him coming home and she, she doesn't, stack some paper doing her little do-it-yourself <laughs> with Etsy and he was like yo babe 
So I think that, you know, we should start this tech company because, you know, <laughs> tech is popping right now and we should do like, you know, they probably try to like rip off some kind of Zoom call because, you know, we're in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. So they want to they want to make a new and improved version of Zoom so they can get paid. Right. And he's like, go, babe, this is what we need to do. And I think this will work for our family and da 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 da. And we're going to need some of your money invested into it. Right. Now, his money is invested to it, too. But we're going to need you to go buy this and talk to this person because you you're better with people you understand you communicate better that all of these yeah. things that's how I see it in in 2020-21 they're a team yeah provision and like her having her own money and like analyzing all of that it just showed me how much more that submission takes too right and I just see that I agree with like your 2021 version <laughs> of it because let me tell you as Janae as a wife of an entrepreneur that's exactly Bruh. how that conversation goes and please understand this man is gonna come to you and i'm i'm, I'm sorry babe but i'm calling my husband out right now he comes to me we with ideas you. yeah i love you we love you but he comes to me with ideas and no details none not a one Think not a fingers. how we're gonna do it he has all these big dreams he got the numbers that say if we do it we'll have this amount of money in this amount of time but he has no details of how it even starts because my first question is well what's the website mm. well how much is it gonna cost here well what does it look like if the customer is this and that well what if the country changes in this and in, in this way like i have all the questions that provide the details and so I think that that is submission. Like that's how God put man and woman together for one of them to be the kite and one of them to be the string. Like both of them can't be kites and both of them can't be string. Someone has to reel the other one in with real world like perspective and the other one has to cast vision and say, you know, this is what I see. This is what I feel God is saying. This is the next thing. And together they collectively come together on how to like fulfill that that's so good that's so good yeah because i'm telling you right now that's that's how i see it he walk up in there talking about some yeah man we should really invest in this <laughs> i'm telling you babe it's gonna be the best it's thing gonna that be I'm the saying. biggest day look, look we about to make this money we about to make this right. money and get them bags it's the best thing for our family i'm trying to tell you babe i see it all like that's how i hear it right and a good wife is gonna be like okay okay because okay. you don't want because you don't want to shut him all the way down and like diminish and douse his fire out I Absolutely. And so that's when verse 26 comes in handy for me, especially because it says her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. Like period. Whatever. That's so good. Yeah. Like and they won't teach you this is because being a submitted wife is that it it is speaking. It's but it's speaking with wisdom and always coming from a loving place. And so even if I tell him, like even if in my mind, I'm like, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. I'm not going to say that out loud, but I am going to question him to the point where he's like, oh, I need to go back to the drawing board or I need to come up with some more details That's before something. she feels comfortable moving forward. I love that. So I want to read that verse again. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. And then if you jump backwards, it's in verse 23. It says, her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among his elders of the land. Yes. What I see when I read those two verses together is a man who's well-respected. And the reason that he's well-respected is mm. because his support does not tear him down. Yes. Um, 
one of the biggest things that I have learned about being submissive. It's, it's, a, and I, I'm not even like in a relationship, guys. And it took me my singlehood to learn this. It mm-hmm. took my singlehood uh, for God to show me these lessons. So when husband does come, I can be the woman he deserves because this mouth is reckless, y'all. <laughs> I'm rude and I'm nasty and it's not going to work because, period, a submissive wife allows him to fail right she allows him to fail if he has a crazy idea and you you question him just like janae said and you try to get him to you know have a solid plan have a a solid picture and he can't get it he can't get get it through his like his head why this is a bad idea and you tear him down and try to mother him how is he going to maintain the respect of the world around him yeah. if he doesn't even have the room to like follow through with his own dreams and fail at them if that's what happens? Because just because you're a, a visionary or just because you're someone with a dream doesn't mean you're going to get it right the first time. And so that's one thing that I've really learned about being a wife through these two verses is that he's respected. But in order to for him to maintain his respect, how I talk to him matters. Right. How I speak to him in front of other people and behind closed doors matters, especially in front of people. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen wives scolding their husbands and I'm embarrassed for them. And I used to be that woman. Never again. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's so important, especially as a woman. Your job is to keep a space that he feels comfortable enough to fail in because he's going to fail in the world and at home, but he has to be comfortable to fail in front of you and not feel like less of a man or less of a a human being because of it. And so there is going to come a time where he wants something so bad that you think is so stupid and you know it's going to fail. And after you give him the information, he's going to do it anyway and he's going to fail at it because he needs to in order to learn. Period. And a good man, if you married a godly man, then he's going to learn from that and it will never happen again in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I know there's a lot of you like, uh-uh, I shouldn't have to do all that to make him feel like a man. You yeah, should. You yeah, you absolutely do. Because here's the thing. Nobody is perfect. And if you're looking to marry someone who never fails, then look in the mirror. Because you have to fail at some point in time. You got to fail as a wife. You got to fail as a absolutely. mother. You got to fail as a coworker. You have to fail in so many different areas. Emotionally, as women, like we fail. Because we cry a lot. Like most of us. Not every woman. but Right. But that's a fail for us. Right. We cry. And so if you don't have a partner who is emotionally, who is able to like love you emotionally through that, but you won't love them through like a business venture or an idea or a vision that they have, how is that equal? How is that equally yoked? And that's not fair. Like that's not what a a good marriage is built on. And you have to be able to, like I said, uh, like Kristen said, like be able to speak to them in a way that that says like, hey, I don't agree, but if you're going to do this, then I support you publicly. And then when and if it fails, that you're able to comfort him and be like you know what next time we'll do this and you know you know what I mean and give him that support so for all of you out here wanting to be and even if you um even if you are not saved and you 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 caught this podcast listen to me because I'm telling you it's gonna work for you too are you out here on the phone with your girlfriends talking about how he done piss you off and he trash and I'm so sick of when he does this, 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 this. How is he going to maintain respect right. from the world at large if you are not even respecting him? Watch the way you are talking about your men. Yeah. And if you have good friends, they won't even let you do it. Yeah, because please understand, he becomes what you say about him. 
whether you say it to his face or not, he becomes those things. So if you're on the phone with your girlfriends gabbing about how he lazy, how he dumb, how he do all these things, number one, you look stupid because why why the hell are you with the man that you think Period. those things about? But two, um, he starts becoming those things. And so even it, even when he's acting up, I will, I'm always going to call him Gideon. You are a man of valor. You are a mighty man of valor. Even when he does something that I think is stupid, that he participates in whatever, I'm always going to speak well over him because I want him, if he's not those things currently, I want him to become those things. And then by the time he becomes those things, he's so used to hearing it, he's already ready for the next level. Period. Yeah. Because I'm going to speak well over him. If he, he looking a little whatever, oh, babe, you look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, babe, that shirt is fitting you, okay, honey? Like, I'm going to make sure to hype him up in every way, shape, or, shape or form. If he is um, speaking on a podcast or guest starring on something, I'm in the comments talking about, yes, yes preach, and, talk. And the way that you do it, and again, y'all, this is coming from someone who, like, this is why I'm not married, because I would have not <laughs> done it like this. Now, I mean, now, maybe I will, but I would not have done it. Matter of fact, I have a mind, I'm thinking of a whole situation where one of my, um, ex little booze came to church with me and I didn't like his shirt and that is not how I talked to him <laughs> matter of fact I was like how dare you come to my church looking like this right. you look like trash and you like reflect I was not that woman at all but now I know better like not only am I gonna hype him even though I hate it I'm gonna suggest another shirt that I love more I love this shirt on you but when you wear this one I'm even more like right. that's how you get him to do what you want without tearing him down I mean right. there's a way to go about it and it's not manipulation it's literally just honoring someone right if you know something looks good on him you emphasizing that is gonna make all the difference yeah. because then if he knows he's gonna see you or whatever he's gonna be out with you he gonna wanna look his best Period. so if you hate the shirt that he has on encourage him into that shirt by telling the other one that you like by telling him how fine he is girl buy him a new one yeah period period now with that being said we spent so much time on um, how she should talk to her husband but like I said there's only four verses about this this right. man up in here so I want to talk about how she talks to and treats other people. Okay. How does um, how does a, a wife of noble character treat the community around her? Honestly, she's probably the most benevolent person I've never met. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so far removed from who I am as an individual that I'm like, I got to do better. Um, so good. It literally talks about how with everything she got going on, being a business owner, being a wife, being a mother, being all these different things, that she also takes the time to do ministry. Mm-hmm. She cares for the poor. Let me see what verse it is. It is 20. Verse 20. She, her hands reach out to the poor and she extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows for all in for all in her household are doubly clothed. So, so not even just the people in her house. She's also concerned about the people outside of her house. So I just picture her on her way to market with her little basket of fruit she's going to sell, seeing a homeless man and going, hey, here's an apple. Absolutely. She's one of those people who, who pays for the people behind her in, in the drive-thru. Right. Period. Like, she, she pays for them and she's like, hey, how much does their order cost? You know what? Never mind. Just go ahead and cover it, right. put it on my card and doesn't want any attention for it. She doesn't do it for show. She does it quietly she does it because it's genuinely her heart yeah it says she's she's clothed in strength and honor and she can laugh at the time to come meaning like even in trials and tribulations she's a joyful honest and girl, integral girl's person hilarious yeah period like if you're not funny 
Look, okay, look, I know that this is not exactly actually biblical, but my interpretation of it is if you're not funny, you're not a wife, okay? <laughs> you better be funny. You better be able to make me laugh, okay? Yeah, well, she's at least like people like to be around her because it says in 30, charm is deceptive and yes. beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised, which I love, love, That's love so this good. verse because it's really saying, you know, of course, the thing that we all know, beauty is skin deep. We've heard that so many times, but it's also saying that because she fears the Lord, she deserves to be praised. Not only is she charming, not only is she beautiful, but it's saying even when all those things are gone, like there's still something about her that's worthy to be recognized. Like That's so good. Literally, excellence has to be praised. We are like biologically to ourselves conditioned to respond to excellence. When the sun shines, our cells automatically start regenerating. Nobody tells it to. And so like the sun is just shining and yet our whole bodies respond to it. And it's the same way with this woman because she's so excellent on the inside. Like she has to be praised. There's no way you can't not praise her. That's so good. That brings me to another point that I've talked about with you before that I think the world needs to know, okay? Uh-huh. They have to know, because I am sick of y'all. <laughs> and I'm so sick of these situationships. I'm yes. so sick of y'all dating for three and a half years. I'm so sick of y'all talking for seven years, right. talking about I mean, we still trying to figure it out. We don't actually go together. I'm <laughs> sick of y'all. I know he loved me. I'm done. And, and I hope that this verse gets you together. Yes. So the very last verse, it says honor her I'm reading from the the um, NIV version y'all so it says it different in different versions but it says um, in verse 31 honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at at the city gate so he he's being told this is that instruction that I was talking about he's given an instruction to praise and honor her and it says at the city gate you know what that means y'all when he's hanging with his boys publicly <laughs> publicly when he's with the homies with, when he's with his mama yep. when he's at work yep publicly yep so that means because you have to understand in these times the city gate is where men specifically gathered older men and they like all the older men would like talk about all the news and things that need to happen not necessarily gossip but they would talk about like what's going on in the city what needs to be done to move the culture forward and all those things it was like watching the nine o'clock i mean the five o'clock news essentially and they're saying like literally like that's like a man going on the news and be like hey y'all my wife is dope like interrupting like hey i know we talking about the traffic report but i just want to tell y'all my wife made a sweater yesterday like (laughs) she she made a sweater and she looked good right right look at this picture of her like that's what he should be doing so those of you who are in situationships if he ain't claiming you he don't want you you're not the one if y'all been talking for six months and he still can't figure out whether he want to date you but you swear he love you so much guess what you're lying to yourself and he already knows that you're not the one he's just waiting on the one to come Period. And he's he's hanging out with you until the right one comes. Period. If he don't claim you to his mama, he don't want you. Right. He don't claim you to his boys, he don't, he don't want, want you. you. If he don't tell them them little fast girls at work who be all up in his face, he don't, he want, don't want you. you. If he don't tell them girls in the DM, I'm sorry. He don't want you. Period. If y'all have been talking for an extended period of time, guess what, baby? Right. He don't want you right and if you've ever used the term what's understood don't need to be explained my bible just said my bible just said uh uh-uh if it's understood it It will be explained explained. period period he praises her in public yeah and so i think that 
I think that where we get it twisted as women is that we, um, this woman right here that's described, she's valued and honored by everyone in her life. Right. He, he doesn't, his praise does not make her valuable. Right. It's not him praising her that makes her valuable. It was because she was valuable, she got praised by him. Right. And so we need to stop tying our identity and our value to them. It sucks and your feelings are hurt that he don't want to claim you. Yep. But it doesn't make you less valuable. Move on. Right. You're valuable prior to him. You were valuable not because of him, not because he claims you. You are a valuable woman anyway. This is what this whole entire chapter yeah. talks about. And this whole entire entire chapter also says like that the man that God has for you will notice those things. You won't have to like you won't have to pull out a list and say these are the things that I'm good at and here's why you should choose me. Like we often do in situationships, like he's he's going to see those things. God is going to draw his attention to those things and he's going to be like, oh, I didn't even know she could do that. Oh, she can do that too. Oh crap, she could do that too. Absolutely. Oh shoot, she's good at that. And it, it will be natural for him to want to praise and acknowledge the things that you are and that you do. Absolutely. And just to clarify, just so y'all know, that whole little rant that I went on about him not wanting you, that was really a reminder to myself. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't necessarily to my audience. That was more so for Kristen. But, you know, pray pray for me, y'all. Because, right. you know. But um, the very last thing that I would like to point out um, as we wrap up here. It was recently mm-hmm. brought to my attention that a lot of uh, theologians believe that so there's a different some there's some different interpretations going on here. Some will say that this was actually a woman who existed, right? And that this is a story about a woman who actually existed. Some will say that it's just a story about a woman who would have existed, and it wasn't actually based on a real person. But if you read the rest of Proverbs, all of the the book of Proverbs is really about wisdom, and every time they talk about wisdom, wisdom is personified yeah. as a woman. Yep. So a lot of theologians believe that this is not even necessarily about a wife or a woman but it's about wisdom Wisdom. being personified which means that it can apply to a man Mm -hmm. or a woman how does that change the way you study proverbs changes the way i study proverbs and not looking at it as what kind of wife and woman i want to be but what kind of like person i want to be that's so good what do i want people to remember me for and say about me while i'm here that's so good. Me too. When I came to that that revelation, when it was brought to my attention and, and I reread it, you know, thinking, what if this is just wisdom itself? What if this is mm-hmm. instruction that man or a woman should easily follow because it's talking about how wisdom is applied in your daily life? And that that's what it stood out to, to me as well, that it should really be less about how to become a wife, yeah. how to become a mother, and how to become a, a woman of valor. That is what it says at, at the, the beginning, that she's a woman of valor, which is a woman of strength in, in battle. Yeah. So it's it's less about woman or man and more about person, more about integrity and walking in that. And it also really, really made me realize that if it really is wisdom personified, which means that it could easily be applicable that it's a man in this this story. That's what I'm going to say. You can easily change out she for he. What that says about relationships is exactly what I said earlier, that it is always teamwork. Submiss- submission literally means to like submit to someone else's will, which 
which is being selfless. Since we love to tie Proverbs 31 to the verse of being a submissive wife, we forget that in Ephesians, the verse that says wives submit to our husband, two verses before that, Mm -hmm. it says submit to each other. So the biggest lesson that I have learned is that the answer is always put your center in God, both men and women, and that he will reveal to you the dynamic of your relationship. That if you walk in these things of integrity, man or woman, and seek him first, that he will show you what the dynamic of your individual relationship will look like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So that's literally our spiel on Proverbs 31. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the KJV Bible for Basics podcast. And we'll see you next time. We can't wait. See you there. Lift off and the clock has started. Beautiful. Beautiful. Welcome home. You've been listening to a Believer Entertainment production.